And a very good Friday evening to you. Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne Podcast. It's actually Good Friday. How about that? April 15th, 2022. And the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast, where we got a plethora of sponsors. We are brought to you by Beach Camera, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, by Anita Discount Tire, by the great Blue Hill Golf Course in Pearl River, New York, where I'll be playing. My wife and I have a tee time today at 118. I'm pumped up to be playing there as usual. Be out there at Blue Hill Golf Course today. And our newest sponsor, the Sidebar in Hackensack, New Jersey, 45 Main Street. And you can experience the uh, Sidebar's casual yet classy atmosphere. Go see Seth over there. And by the way, we will be doing a live Oh The Pain podcast. We'll be doing it from the sidebar, 45 Main Street, Hackensack, New Jersey. It's coming up on Tuesday, April 26th, two days before the NFL draft. So it's going to really be a, a great deal. Uh, check out the sidebar. It's a classy speakeasy bar. That's exactly what it is, a real nice space. Uh, it's like you're transported back into the 30s. It's like like me, you know. It's uh, like like the ancient dinosaur that I am. I, mean, I got a, I got a, a cell phone from from the 30s. Go see Seth. He and the staff are putting together uh, uh, the signature cocktails. The ladies are gonna love the international wine list. Uh, my my great son-in-law Andre hooked me up there at the sidebar. Go check it out. 45 Main Street, Hackensack, New Jersey. See Seth. We will be there again. Let me let me say it again. We will be there on Tuesday, April 26th, for our latest podcast. And we'll also be at the Hackensack Brewing Company again on Friday, May the 6th, for our third live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. So all these kind of things coming up uh, for the O oh, the Pain podcast. All right. Let's get it rolling today. Today's a big day. Big day. In the history of the New York Mets, it's opening day. Home, the home opener is not opening, but the home opener. They'll play the Arizona Diamondbacks. <clears throat> but what makes this a special home opener today? No, Jacob Degrom's not pitching. Remember, he's hurt. Well, we'll see him. He's actually going to show up though today. It's very nice of him to do that. But nevertheless, what makes it a a big day today is they will finally unveil the Tom Seaver statue at City Field. You know, when I was on WFAN all the years I was, how many years did I scream about the Tom Seaver statue at City Field? I mean, over and over. Oh, my God. All, all these other places, all these other ballparks, NFL stadiums that I've been to, you know, uh, basket, wherever. Statues everywhere. You go to the United Center in, in Chicago and there's Michael Jordan's statue. You go to Wrigley Field in Chicago, there's Billy Williams and Ernie Banks and Ron Santo. You go to Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium where the Ravens played. There's a big statue of Ray Lewis. There's even a statue of Johnny Unitas for all the years that he played in Baltimore when the Colts were in Baltimore. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And, it all, you know, you go to San Diego, there's a big statue of Tony Gwynn. You go to Pittsburgh, PNC Park, there's the great Roberto Clemente. And, of course, also uh, the great uh, uh, Willie Pop Stargell. You know, I, I, mean, I don't even think there's a – I think there's a Ralph Kiner statue there as well. But, I mean, the bottom line is, <clears throat> after all these years – and I know Yankee Stadium doesn't have statues, 
but you know, it's like a, it's like a museum there to begin with, you know, with all, uh, all the different stuff in Monument Park and all the retired numbers and all of that. So, you know, uh, the whole deal, it's a little different in Yankee stadium. It's almost like a cathedral and the way they built the new Yankee stadium, you think you're in a freaking cathedral, but nevertheless, finally, finally, the Mets will unveil the Tom Seaver statue. Thank you, God. And it's unfortunate that Seaver is not around anymore to see it. Uh, you know, this should have been done years ago. Like I said, I yelled about this when the Wilpons on the team. But, you know, of course, we, we need we say anymore. And finally, Stevie Cohen, finally, with all his, as, as my, my old partner Evan Roberts would say, all his beautiful money has finally unveiled. They will finally today, 1030 uh, 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 today, they will unveil. And by the time you hear this, they will have done it already, but they will unveil the Tom Seaver statue at City Field. And I am very, very happy about that. Now, as far as the Mets are concerned, as far as the Mets are concerned, you got to be happy with the five and two start. And let's be honest, this could be easily be seven and oh, the Mets could easily be seven and oh so far this year. You know, the two games that the bullpens blew, they blew that the last game of the series in Washington. You know, and also in that game, Pete Alonzo had a couple of big errors in that eighth inning that helped contribute to it. And then, of course, they blew that 4 nothing lead. The first game they played in Philadelphia against the Phillies when the bullpen uh, basically totally imploded. Uh, so this team could easily be 7-0. and But I think right now, if you are a Met fan, you got to be thrilled about the overall state of the starting pitching, even without DeGrom. And you know what? You got to look at it with DeGrom, and he's not even on the team. You know, wake me up when Jake DeGrom is back pitching for the Mets, whether it be in June, whether it be in July, whether it be never. You know, he's already opted out of his contract. Who knows? And you know my feeling on DeGrom. I would not pay him big money to come back. I mean, he's been hurt. You know, he missed half a year last year. He's missing time at the beginning of this year. So you know my feeling. I'm very down on DeGrom. I think that's pretty evident. But Let's be honest, the starting pitching without him has been phenomenal. Tyler McGill in two starts so far, 10-plus innings, hasn't given up a run. Max Scherzer, actually, the starting pitching, the, the, the four-man four rotation, and I'm excluding Taekwon, Taiwan uh, Walker, even though he only pitched two innings before he came out with the injury, and he, he gave up nothing. So even him, we even throw him in the two innings he pitched, and he gave up nothing. So, But Tyler McGill has pitched 10-plus uh, innings, and has not given up a run yet. Max Scherzer's actually given up more runs than anybody. He's given up three. Of course, he's won both games. He started because Max Scherzer wins games. But we'll, I'll get back into more into Max and all of that. But, you know, so he's off to a very good start, 2-0. Uh, you know, you got to be thrilled with what you see from Chris Bassett, who's going to make the uh, start today at City Field. He's going to start the home opener. He had six shutout innings in his first game against Washington. Carlos Carrasco gave up just one run in five and two-thirds innings in his start. So he pitched, uh, you know, very, very well. Uh, you know, also, you got to be really happy with the starting pitching. I mean, to me, so far, that's been the highlight of the opening seven games. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, they've hit. You like what you see from all the new guys. I mentioned this the other day, uh, what you've seen from Starling Marte, what you've seen from Mark Canna what you've seen from uh, Eduardo Escobar, every one of them has been contributing. Got to be really happy with that. Looks like Jeff McNeil is back to the Jeff McNeil that we all knew and loved before. He had that brutal year last year. 
Uh, you got to be, uh, you know, very happy with him. Lindor looks like he's on track to going back to the, having the kind of season uh, seasons that he had <clears throat> when he was with the Cleveland Indians. They, I know they're the Guardians now, but he played for the Indians, if you remember. So, you know, Francisco Lindor having the kind of, uh, at least off to that kind of start that he's had <clears throat> in all those years in Cleveland. So you got to be happy with that. Pete Alonso had the big day the other day. We had the three extra base hits. Uh, drove in five runs. He had that grand slam as well uh, the other day in Philadelphia. So he's been hitting well. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, you got to be thrilled at what you've seen from the New York Mets. Five and two, very good shape so far at the beginning of the season. My only con- – I love Buck Showalter. You got to love Buck. You know, thank God we, we finally have a real manager. It's been too, it's been too long, really. The last real ma- – and, and in all due respect to Terry Collins, and he managed the team for a long time. He took the Mets to a World Series. I understand all of that. He was a decent manager. But to me, the last real manager we had was Bobby Valentine. Sorry, Terry. The last real manager we had was Bobby V. Now we have one again with Buck Showalter. You see the difference. Just you just feel different with Buck in the dugout. You really do. I wish you could. I wish you could uh, coach the Jets. I'd feel better about that too. And we'll get more into the Jets later on. But you got to be happy with Buck. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, the team's off to a very, very good start. You got to be. You're thrilled. The biggest issue I have is the bullpen. And I know they've been okay. I know Diaz has looked very good since he came back from the bereavement list. He's pitched very well. He's looked nasty in a couple starts. I uh, a couple starts and a couple relief appearances. Did give up that leadoff home run to Bryce Harper the other day, but they, you know, they had a comfortable lead in that game. Whatever it was, what was it up nine nine five when he hit the home run, and then uh, Diaz closed it out after that. But I, you got to be worried about the bullpen. I like what I see from Chase and Shreve. I got some confidence in him. Outside of that, I got confidence in nobody. Trevor May to me is not any good. Adovino is, ah, he doesn't exactly get me excited. This uh, Joel Lee Rodriguez, I'm not too thrilled about what I've seen from him so far. So that's going to be, if if there's going to be any downfall to me with the New York Mets this year, it's going to be the bullpen. And how many years have we said that about the Mets over over all the different seasons? But five and two start, got to be happy with it. Opening day today. It's also Jackie Robinson Day, April 15th. I guess everybody be wearing number 42 like they always do. But the big one, the big number today is number 41 because they will finally, finally unveil at City Field the franchise, the greatest Met of all time, the Hall of Famer, the 300-game winner, the three-time Cy Young Award winner, the uh, the guy that really changed the Mets from a laughing stock into a world championship team in 1969, and that's Tom Seaver as they will unveil number 41. That's the big number today. Number 41, Tom Seaver's statue will be unveiled on Jackie Robinson Day, 41 and 42. Maybe you want to play that on a parlay. All right, Joe Beningo with you here on the Oh the Pain podcast. It is uh, Friday, Good Friday, a little sermon today on Good Friday, uh, uh, April uh, 15th, 2022. Yankees off to a 4-3 and three start. Uh, we'll get a little bit into them. I think the big thing you got to take so far so from the first seven games is the fact that Luis Severino pitched a tremendous game yesterday. What did he go, five innings of shutout ball against the uh, murderous Toronto Blue Jay lineup. He struck out Vlad Guerrero Jr. three times. I think it was the first time ever that Vlad Guerrero Jr. has struck out three times in a game. 
Remember, Guerrero had that three home run game just the night before uh, against the Yankees. So uh, uh, that's going to be an interesting race in the American League East between the Yankees, between the Rays, between the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. <clears throat> that should be a real, real, real interesting race in the American League East. So the Yankees are off to a four and three start. The Mets as well off to a, a four and three start. I believe the Yankees are off to Detroit uh, to start a series now as they will uh, uh, start their uh, their road trip uh, coming up. All right. Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast. Let me get some of our, our sponsors in here. We have so many. Uh, I got to mention, of course, let me mention the Hackensack Brewing Company because we are going to be doing, I mentioned, our third live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. That's coming up on Friday, uh, May the 6th. See everybody over there. My good buddy, Mike Jones, CTJ, um, my son-in-law, Andre, who works over there. You know the deal. Yeah, do I have to tell you anymore? I don't, do I have to pump up the Hackensack Brewing Company anymore? Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check it out. Again, Friday, May 6th will be our next live uh, podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. Remember, April 26th, the Tuesday, April 26th, the week of the draft, two days before our next live podcast at the Sidebar in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey on 45 Main Street. Also, my good buddy, Kenny Zor from KZ Sports Marketing. He, he uh, Who's better than Kenny? Uh, he helps me book guests on the podcast here. Uh, he's a great all-around guy. And how about this? Monday, this coming Monday, Whatever day that it was, see, 15th, Monday the 18th, Eric McMillan, the former, to me, to me, the greatest safety in the history of the New York Jets. In all due respect to Burgess Owens, he's got to be up there. There's no doubt about that. Billy Baird going back to the championship team, you know, a thousand years ago. But Eric McMillan, who, you know, every time he played against Dan Marino, got a bunch of interceptions against him. So number 22, Eric McMillan. He's, he's coaching uh, football down in Georgia these days. He lives down there. He will join us Monday on the O the Pain podcast. And again, I want to thank my good buddy Kenny Zor from KZ Sports Marketing for setting that up for me. And you can call uh, or text uh, Kenny. You can uh, directly with his phone number, 516-996-7616, or you can visit kzsportsmarketing.com. So I want to thank Kenny Zor and very excited. Uh, to see you, to have uh, Eric McMillan on. Got a lot to talk to him about uh, coming up on uh, Monday's Oh the Pain podcast, so you want to check it out. Now, the NBA playoffs. And I'm not, you know, I'm not that pumped up about the NBA playoffs. The Knicks obviously are not there, as we all know. Another brutal year for the New York Knicks. One thing I will say about the Knicks, and I am excited about this, there's some young players on this team that I think can develop into something. R.J. Barrett had a very good year. Looks like, I, I don't want to say that he's becoming a superstar, superstar player, but he's certainly a guy that's going to be part of the, you know, comeback of the New York Knicks. You got He's a guy you want to, you know, help be one of the building parts around it. You got to like what you saw from Obi Toppin late in the year. Uh, he really looked like he could put score. He had that 42-point game. It was either the last game of the year or the next to the last. Same thing with Emmanuel quickly. So these three guys, especially, you know, I think the Knicks can really build something around them. 
And it's good to see that they're going to leave Thibodeau alone. You can't be firing coaches. The Knicks have been through coaches like water. You know, we documented it a while ago. How many freaking different coaches have the Knicks had since they let Jeff Van Gundy go, or basically Van Gundy left on his own, in the middle of that, what was it, the 2001-2002 season when Van Gundy left because he couldn't take it anymore with Dolan. Let's be honest about it. And, and the million coaches they've had since. I mean, you know, what we had, what was it? Don Chaney, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, they had, I, I, it, it, it's my bug. Larry Brown. I, I'm going to forget people here they had over the years. Jeff Hornacek they had. Mike Woodson, who they should have never let go. Mike Woodson, to me, the best coach the Knicks have had since Van Gundy. I don't even think it's debatable. And, of course, he's the head coach at uh, his alma mater now, IU, uh, Indiana University, out in, be- out in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. There's been so many different uh, coaches over there. Derek Fisher, what a disaster that was. I mean, we could go on and on. And I, I forget him. Uh, I forget uh, David Fisdale. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Like I said, just so the Knicks have had so many damn coaches since Van Gundy that you almost you lose track of, of how many how many guys there were, right? Who? Oh, we. Oh, I forgot. What's his name? I can't even think. I can see his face now. Why can't I think of him? Why can't I think of the guy now? But you know who I mean. I'm leaving one of them out. But uh, Mike D'Antoni, that's it. Forgot about him. See, there's so many damn new coaches that they all run together after a while. And this is all just in the last 20 years. So leave Thibodeau alone. I know it was a down year. He's still one of the best coaches in the NBA. Just leave Tom Thibodeau alone. I'm glad that Leon Rose and everybody came to their senses and realized where you're going to get a who's going to coach the team now? Where are you getting a better coach than that? You're not. So, you know, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Eric Spolster is not leaving the Miami Heat anytime soon. Anyway, so we'll see. But I am excited for the Net Celtics series, which starts Sunday. The Nets got themselves. They won their play-in game in that ridiculous play-in tournament where they have the 7 through 10 teams play. You know, just a, another little gimmick to the NBA season that you really don't need. But nevertheless, the, the Nets won that little tournament, beat Cleveland. So they will play the Celtics, the uh, number two seed Celtics. The Nets wound up with the seventh seed in the East. They'll play the Celtics, the number two seed, with, uh, of course, Boston having a home court advantage. And that'll start on Sunday. I am rooting heavily for the Brooklyn Nets. I really am. I really am. I want to, especially Kyrie Irving. I was never the biggest Kyrie Irving fan, but with the way this guy was villainized, and let's be honest about it, the way he was villainized because he refused to take the the COVID vaccine, all right, and that should be everybody's prerogative where they want to put this vaccine in their, in their body or not. That's up to the people. You know, I got the vaccine. But that doesn't mean that, I, you know, just because I got it, that you should have to get it if you don't want to. And I am so glad that he's back. And obviously, he's been playing now at the Barclays Center. But I want to see Kyrie and Durant and company, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Andre Drummond, all the Nets, Nick Claxton, go stick it to the league now. Go win the Eastern Conference coming out of the seventh seed. Go do it. And go stick it to the Celtics. Now, <clears throat> I don't have the dislike. I won't use the word hate. Okay, I'm gonna use the word dislike. I don't have the word. I don't have the dislike that I used to have for the Celtics. You know, going back to the Bill Russell, John Havlicek, Sam Jones years, Red Auerbach when they won. You know, they're winning championships every year, 11 and 13 years. I don't have the dislike that I had in the 80s for the Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, 
Danny Ainge, Kevin McHale teams, DJ Dennis Johnson teams, you know, it's different now. Yeah, I, I, I just don't have that. You know, even the teams with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, I couldn't stand Paul Pierce, as everybody knows. If you're a Knicks fan, how could you? But nevertheless, you know, I, I don't have that same dislike. It's not the same anymore with the Celtics, where they were winning all the time and you just couldn't stand them. But obviously, I want to see the Nets stick it to them. And if I'm not mistaken, and remember, the Nets beat them last year in five in the playoffs, in the opening round playoff series last year. Obviously, it's a different situation this year. But remember this, and I'm pretty sure, I wish I had my old partner, Evan, here because he's Mr. Net fan. I don't think the Nets have ever lost a playoff series to the Celtics. And if I'm, I'm not mistaken, I think they're 3-0 all-time against the Celtics in the playoffs. I'm not 100%. I know I should check this out. I should look it up. But I have a hard time looking anything up. You know what I mean? So I know they beat them. My wife's looking. Don't worry about it. She's looking at it. I, I, should I look it up? No, you shouldn't. So I'm pretty sure they're 3-0 all-time against the Celtics. Remember, they beat them twice back in the Jason Kidd years. They beat the Celtics twice during the Jason Kidd era, and they beat them last year. So I think it's 3-0. So I'm root- I like I like the Nets to win this in six. How about that? I'm picking the Nets in six. I know they're an underdog. I know they're, uh, you know, you bet 100, you win 110, and they're plus 110, however you want to say it now. Big deal. Bet $100 to win another $10. I mean, that's not exactly exciting me. But um, and I know my buddy JJ on Sports Night on SNY picked Boston. You know, he likes Boston in this series. JJ, I'm sorry. I love your socks with the Lion King on them. I love it. But I completely disagree with you on this pick. So I like the Nets in six. I think Kyrie's going to have a big series against his old team. I think the Nets are out playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder here and why not so go nets go stick it to the nba and you know go get at least into the nba finals all right joe beningo the oh the pain podcast all right let's get in a couple more of our sponsors we have so many sponsors now it's like it's insane i mean it's unbelievable no it's like i got more sponsors than the nfl now right well not really anyway go check out beach camera my buddy isaac uh, he's been in business, a business for over 30 years. He offers all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Uh, you can check him out at 80 Carter Drive in beautiful, I don't know how beautiful it is, but Edison, New Jersey, named after Thomas Edison, if you didn't know. If for those who don't know, he invented the light bulb, for those who didn't know, don't know that. Anyway, 80 Carter Drive, Edison, New Jersey. Let him save you some money. Uh, use code Joe B J O E B 15 bucks off your order of hundred dollars or more Beachcamera.com. Say hello to Isaac. All right. Check him out. You know about Anita tire. Uh, my son, Johnny, his boss, Ari, the great job. They do all your service, car service needs. You need tires, whatever you need. I think what we've actually talked about maybe in the summer doing a live podcast, from Anita Tire. So that has, you know, we that's not happening yet, but we have discussed it a little bit. So we'll see if we're going to do that down the road. But check them out. Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. And uh, they'll take care of you. And I also, as I mentioned, and I'm going to want to leave anybody out here, I also will be playing golf again later on. My favorite golf course, Blue Hill Golf Course, Pearl River, New York. I always say Jersey, but New York. Go check them out. They got three nine-hole courses, Lakeside, Pines, Woodlands, 
Love playing here. I got a 118 tea time later on this afternoon. I'm going to watch my wife light it up <laughs> over there. I have not been playing. I have to say, my golf game is a little, I've been a little off lately. Played a couple times this week. Little, little off. My chipping's been off. I'm hitting my drives well. I, nobody really gives a damn about my golf game, but I'm hitting my drives well. My chipping hasn't been great. I haven't putted terrible, but my in-between game's been a little off, you know? So I'm going to work on a little more of my irons and that kind of thing, but I'll be doing it today out at the wonderful Blue Hill Golf Course. Check it out. They got the best pro shop. There. I mean, their pro shop is the equal of, you know, any of these other big golf stores, any of them. So go check it out. See Big Mike, see uh, AJ, see Chase, all the guys over at Blue Hill. And coming up by the end of the year, sometime as we move into the into the summer, they're going to have simulators upstairs where you can work on your golf swing inside and all of that. How about that? Blue freaking hill. Go check it out. Tell them Beningo sent you there as well. All right. Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. The USFL is starting. Now, are you excited about that? They're going to play all the, I guess the games start tomorrow. It's the Stallions against the um, against the Generals. And they and they kept, they're keeping the name, right? They're keeping the name uh, of all the teams that were there back in, the, you know, 1983, 1984. Remember the Generals had Brian Sype, Doug Flutie, Herschel Walker, Maurice Cawthon. Remember all those guys were on the, the Generals. It was actually pretty good football. Remember, Jim Kelly came out of the USFL. Steve Young came out of the USFL. Doug Williams played in the USFL. Joe Cribbs, Reggie White came out of the USFL. A lot of guys, a lot of big players, Hall of Famers. I just mentioned three of them with Kelly, Young, and White all came out of the USFL. So uh, we'll see. But they're going to play all the games in Birmingham. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see who actually is playing in the USFL. So I may turn it on tomorrow night. Uh, just to uh, get a feel. But like I said, they kept the name of all the teams that were in the league. I guess it's the Michigan Panthers, right? Uh, uh, the Memphis Southmen. I think it was the LA Express. So all those names were the same names from the old days of the USFL. But uh, we'll see if it's any good. I might check it out just for the curiosity sake of it. You know, one thing I got to throw in there, and I'm very, this bothered me when I heard about this the other day. How about Clayton Kershaw the other day? He has a perfect game through seven innings for the Dodgers, and he comes out with 80 pitches, and he comes out of the game with a perfect game with two innings to go. How the hell do you – and I don't want to – look, I don't want to hear Dave Roberts, his manager, took him out. No, this is, on, this is Clayton Kershaw. This is not some rookie pitcher, you know, not some young pitcher that we got to worry about his arm. This is one of the great pitches of his era. This is a Hall of Famer. He's a lock Hall of Famer. The guy's a world champion. How many Cy Youngs has he won? What has he got, like three Cy Young Awards, whatever it is? This guy Doesn't this guy want to get a perfect freaking game? What? I, I, when I heard this, I couldn't believe it. And you could tell me all day that Dave Roberts is the guy that, you know, the man. No, no, no. No, it's Clayton Kershaw. Like I said, this is not some young pitcher, you know, making his second start of his career that we got to get him out because we're worried about his arm. How the hell does he come out of that game? And I know he's had injury problems. I get it. But give me a break. That's a disgrace. And it really, it's, it's, it's a disgrace. Could you imagine it? And I hate to go back to the year I grew up in, but could you imagine Bob Gibson or Tom Seaver or Sandy Koufax or Don Drysdale or 
Juan Marichal or Ferguson Jenkins or Catfish Hunter or Jim Palmer. I mean, we could, we could go on and on. Mickey Lolich. I mean, you, na- you name the guy. Could you imagine any Warren Spahn? Could you imagine any of these great pitchers from years gone by? Any of them coming out of a perfect game after seven innings and especially with only 80 pitches? That's brutal. Oh, my God. And anybody, see, this is one of the problems with baseball now. It really is. You know, pitch counts and, and all it is garbage. And it's almost like, you know, they like to do this because it's so really against the grain and the tradition of baseball over all the years that they like to do this. You know what I mean? Oh, it's great. Oh, oh, I think it's a great eye. Oh, we got to worry about his arm. Give me a break. The guy's a veteran. The guy's done everything he could possibly want in baseball, but he hasn't thrown a perfect game. Okay. Clayton, you don't want to, you don't want to get, you don't want to pitch a freaking perfect game. You don't want that on the resume. Give me a break. There's so many things wrong with baseball. And I don't want, I, I we don't have the time here because I'm running out of time anyway. There's so many damn things wrong with the game. And this is one of them. You know, it really is. It's so, oh my God. So disgusting. <laughs> Disgusted with all of it. Anyway, I hope everybody has a great Easter, a great Passover, season Pesach to all my Jewish friends out there. Um, enjoy the holiday weekend. Good Friday today. I want to thank all my plethora of sponsors again. Beach Camera, Hackensack Brewing Company, KZ Sports Marketing, Anita Discount Tires, The Sidebar, uh, Blue Hill, all of it. Check it out. Remember, this is episode 52. I forgot to mention that. So episode 52, 53 coming up on Monday with Eric McMillan. Check it out. All the love.